This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. The live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, you dial in, bring up anything. 1-800-259-9231. In the meantime, we will talk about things that are interesting to us. And Mark, you've got something to start things out with tonight. Yeah, this is from the uh, StarTelegram.com. That's Star-Telegram.com. Texas Towns Police Seize Valuables from Black Motorists. You can drive into this dusty fleck of a town near the Texas-Louisiana border if you're African-American, but you might not be able to drive out of it, oh, geez. at least not with your car, your cash, your jewelry, or your valuables. That's because the police here have allegedly found a way to strip motorists, many of them black, of their property without ever charging them with a crime. Instead, they offer out-of-towners a grim choice. Voluntarily sign over your belongings to the town or face felony charges of money laundering or other serious crimes. Wow. More than 140 people have reluctantly accepted that deal from June 2006. What a deal, yeah. The, the deal you can't re- refuse, right? One of those deals. Yeah, June 2008, according to the court records. Among them were a black grandmother from Akron, Ohio, who surrendered $4,000 in cash. Oh, after my gosh. Ten- Tenaha Police. I would just avoid this town. Tenaha, Texas? I, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I would avoid this town. I don't care what no color, what you, color are. you are. No matter what color you are. Yeah, no. but uh, especially if you're black. Pulled, uh, pulled her over, an interracial couple from Houston who gave more than $6,000 after police threatened to seize their children and put them into foster care. The court documents show neither the grandmother nor the couple were charged with or convicted of any crimes. Officials in Tenaha, situated along a heavily traveled state highway connecting Houston with several other popular gambling destinations in Louisiana. They, so these are people coming back with uh, presumably gambling winnings in many cases? One might guess. Wow. Say that they are uh, engaged in a battle against drug trafficking, and they call the search and seizure practice a legitimate use of the state's asset forfeiture law. I call it highwaymen. Yeah, that's what I call it, too. Yeah, I, I, I would call it uh, waylaying these people and out-and-out out stealing things from them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... <laughs> this is a terrible case of it in particular, but... It's not unusual. It's not unusual. Well, it's They unusual. were doing this in Bradenton, Florida, which is where you were uh, born were, and raised. Yeah, they were doing it uh, uh, along the interstates in Florida, too. And But they weren't necessary. They were going after black people in a lot of cases, and, and these are the people that they'll target. But the idea that you take money from anybody, it's just cash that they've got in their hands. I don't care if somebody's mm-hmm. driving around with $100,000 in their hand. You have no reason to take that from them. It's drug money. <laughs> right. That's all they have to do that's is say that. The, the accusation. Right. And then you have to prove that otherwise. And that's not No, America. the money has to prove otherwise. Right. They, they, what they, they do have, is they actually they charge, charge the money. The money. <laughs> they, you, now, I know you don't believe this, right? If you're listening to this show for the first time tonight, you're saying, what are you talking about? Charge the money. Go and check it out for yourself. If you get pulled over with a few thousand dollars on you, they will take that money from you and the court case will be against the money. Now, how is your money in the hands of the state, going to hire its own attorney to defend itself. How could it possibly? (laughs) I mean, it's an inanimate object. It sounds crazy, and it is. And it's really happening that's, like that's, this. That's legal land for you. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy mixed up place where the, uh, the average person doesn't have any kind of idea what's going on. 
No, they just want to be uh, done with it. They want this to be yeah. over with. It's it's a terrifying situation to be in, and they know it. And that's why they get away with this stuff. That's why they, they had, and I remember the story from Bradenton, and I'm sure it's very similar here. They have these pre-made-up asset forfeiture forms yep. where they basically fill in the blanks. Okay, we've got this, this, and this, and just sign here, and we'll let you leave our town. Yep. But in, in Bradenton, it would, you wouldn't even have to leave. They weren't even going after people traveling through. They were just going yeah. after anybody. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. Nice. The law permits local uh, police agencies to keep drug money and other property used in the commission of a crime and add the proceeds to their budgets. We try to enforce... But that's if... No, oh, that's only if a crime was committed and they go through the process of arresting, charging, and convicting somebody. They're circumventing all that by just simply intimidating people and saying, hey... We're going to charge you with fill-in-the-blank, whatever the the crime is. We're going to charge you with child molestation unless you sign this document and let us have everything in your car. Right. So, therefore, it never gets to the point of having to charge somebody or go because through any sort of over process. Their, their, pro- their property. Right. That They just basically handed it over. I mean, they, they, it was just a, essentially it was a negotiation. Yeah. I mean, the way that's the way they see it. And, of course... If you don't agree with what happened, then you get to go through their system, the right. system run by the very same people that just extracted all of your belongings from if you. If you happen to be driving, like $4,000 is a big chunk for a lot of people. If you happen to be driving with, say, your life savings for whatever reason through the town and then they, they get you, well, You're then done. How, how, do you, uh, how do you defend yourself? How do you hire a lawyer how to defend you, yourself? How do you buy the hotel room that you'll need to buy to get to where you're going? I mean, where, when you get to where you're going, you, you're out. They took their car. They take their yeah. cars. They've been taking cars, too? Yes. Their cars, their valuables. So you get to everything. walk out of town. Right. <laughs> They're lucky they don't take their clothes. Just because clothes aren't that valuable. How do you deal with a situation like that? I, Besides avoiding the town in the first place. How do you handle that? Because if know. because if they arrest you and charge you, I mean, are they bluffing? No, because they can really arrest you and charge you with whatever it is they want to. Oh, I like Even what, if it gets thrown out later, they can still inconvenience you to that point, and they can still, you know, once they've got you in their custody, then you're still at their whims. I like what AAA did. They uh, um, in Waldo, Florida, they put speed up a big trap. sign, you know, said "speed trap ahead" or whatever, and uh, sort of warned people, so you can kind of warn people, and that's really about the best you can do, because this is government. You can't do anything about it. This is the system. Right. I mean, They are you know, so this, entrenched. This is it. Is this, uh, you know, and and most, most of them aren't this corrupt, but it but doesn't... But they're out there. But they're corrupt, and what do you do about the corruption? And you don't know from one town to the next if you're going to get a... Or from one cop to the next, in many cases, if you're going to get a rogue agent or if you're going to get somebody who's on the up and up. You have no idea. It's a crapshoot. This is the problem with uh, you know the level of power that they that we give officials here in the United States. And this is just in some little town, right? Some sometimes the small George towns Bauer, can be the worst. George Bauer, the mayor of the town of one thousand, um, says mm. we try to enforce the law here. Uh, boarded My up, law. Boarded up businesses outnumber open ones, and the city oh, halls yeah, uh, sports a broken window. We're wow. not doing this to raise money. That's all no, I'm going to say not. at this point. That's right. Yep. Boss Hog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God. This is not funny. I, I apologize for laughing. It's just stunning that people can allow this. The, well, the, the people will have this happen to them, 
and nothing can be done about it. It seems almost like a hopeless situation, yeah. doesn't and, it? And the people of uh, Tenaha or whatever, when they have their local elections, will still show up in some numbers, you know, around 10% to vote. Most of them will be bureaucrats. Who so can even imagine? The, the town officials will be uh, elected by a minor, by a slight majority of a minority of people, just like they are yeah. in every other town. And we believe that this system is somehow supposed to be democracy, which is supposed to be good. Well, what Sorry, are the choices like not. in Tenaha? <laughs> Who do you get to choose from? Who's Roscoe, on the ballot? Roscoe P. Cotrain or Boss Hogg? Yeah. That's your choice. <laughs> so what Cletus. do you do? These people in that town must be living in fear of these individuals. I mean, if you were to... And, and you, it's not like you can sell your house and go away because, you know, who wants, wants to, buy? to move there? Yeah. <laughs> There's boarded up buildings, you know, businesses all over. It's, it's imagine, not easy. Imagine how depraved these individuals are that are running this, the government in that town as to how, uh, how low they would stoop. In order to, if, for instance, if you were to throw your hat into the mayoral ring and go yeah. up against this guy, what sort of they underhanded... Kill my dog! Right. <laughs> you know? Your dog's head would end up on your front porch or something like that. So what, uh, what kind of un- underhanded tactics would they be willing to engage in? What kind of uh, vote scamming would yeah. they actually engage in if it actually looked like you Who's had a chance of the supervisor of the checklist here, you yeah. know? So, boss very scary boss stuff. Boss brother. And, again, this goes on... In more places than you might imagine. It, it, at different levels. At different for sure. levels and different types. You know, I mean, and people always think that, well, you know, that's the best system in the world. That's, that's not good enough. Yeah, that's not consolation. It's not that, good enough. That doesn't make it better for the victims of the system. Right. The best slave plantation is not okay. It's still slavery, any way you slice it. It's. Awful. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. What is the solution in that case? In the case of this small town with the out-of-control cops, besides getting the hell out, regrouping, and getting together with other people that are of like mind, what else could the solution be? There's no winning in a town like that. They have that thing locked down. 800-259-9231. Or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Features including updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. Too small for me.com. That's the numeral two, the numeral four. Too small for me.com. You can clean out un- unwanted or unused kids' items from your home, save money by grabbing donated items, take advantage of coupons and freebies. It's easy to use. My wife's even put something up there. It's too small for me.com. That's the numeral two and the numeral four. 800 259 9231 to your phone calls about whatever you want. Ladies first, Marie is listening to WSC FM in South Carolina. Hello, Marie. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, basically the AIG bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand how a president could sign a bill with that provision in there stating that the AIG and all the um, bailed out companies can take bonuses and not know what's in there. I, I don't get that. Really? I really? Mean, <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on a second, Marie. 
Okay. Do you understand the amount of legislation that goes through this man's uh, hands that he puts his signature on? Do you understand that, that many of these pieces of legislation are thousands, hundreds, uh, hundreds if not thousands of pages long? There's no way that he could possibly read. In fact, the Congress people don't right. have time that, to read the it. The people that pass them don't read them. The people that uh, you know that that sign them don't read them. None of them read them. Does that surprise you? Uh, that that's um. It's it's outrageous. I can't yes. believe it. I mean, I and and we're talking about you know these people with mortgages that they signed on the line. They didn't read the mortgage either. They didn't know what was in it. You know what are we what are we um doing? What is this nation coming to? Well, those are great questions. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy, but it's not anything new. I mean, this has been going on for a long time, right? You understand that too. Well. I don't know. I mean, it, yes. has it been let, done? Let me reassure you. The bills that get passed in Washington, D.C. for the past, long as I've been alive, have been huge, gi- gi- ginormous pieces of legislation that no one would possibly be able to read. You and I certainly cannot read all of the uh, legislation that they pass in Washington, D.C. And, of course, they'll tell us that if we don't know what the law is, well, then that's no excuse. Right. They don't even know what the law is. If you spent 40 hours a week... Reading laws, just that as your full-time job, you wouldn't be able to get through the laws that they pass in a year by May. Well, but let me ask you this. Would you guys sign something that you've never read? Um, Would you, really? You know, I I look at all contracts that I have. I mean, I may not look at every page of them, but uh, I must say that I try to hit the high points. So, Uh I mean, I guess I don't read every word, but... The, the difference is when I sign something, I'm only putting myself on the line. When the president signs something, he's putting all of our butts on the line. Well, I can answer that right. question. I think that it depends on the contract. I mean, for instance, if what we're talking about is a contract for a cell phone from a major cell phone provider, to some extent those are fairly standardized in that uh, there's going to be inevitably a termination fee if you cancel early, and there's going to be some some other details in there. But as long as you go through with the contract and you stay on for two years, whatever the basic term is, you you'll probably be pretty safe. But if you're going to buy something like a house or a car, then, yeah, it would make sense to uh, to understand what those terms are, I think. Well, you know, one of the things I learned in public school, and I went to public school, is they, they taught us, do not sign something you have never read, period. And I've always lived by that. And um, I just, I, I'm just shocked. So here's know? a question for you, Marie. How sure. can it be... That if uh, the president, whoever he is, Barack Obama, George Bush, whoever the president is, how can it be if he signs a piece of legislation that the legislature has never actually read and that he himself has never actually read, how could it be possible that whatever that legislation says could apply to you? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't. I'll give you the answer. They have guns and they're willing to throw you in a cage if you don't obey them. That's the answer. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Marie, I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Actually, we can go further back, because it wouldn't matter if the legislature read what they passed. It wouldn't matter if what they passed was a page long, and the president signed just one page every single year. Wouldn't matter. You could read that, right? But it still wouldn't obligate you to anything. I mean, not really, because you never signed on to their system. Unless you did, in which case, great, you have fun with it. But... The Constitution wasn't even, from what I understood, signed. And even even if it was, those people are not alive today. So how could they have ba- uh, bound you, generations later, with their signature? How is that possible? 
Especially when they don't follow the Constitution in the first place. Obviously not. You it's know. clearly a dead letter. <laughs> it's, it's Clearly they act like they didn't sign the Constitution. They say they swear to it, but what's that mean? Obviously nothing. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> they can pledge allegiance to the flag and then shove the money in their pockets. Uh, you know, I, the, the, what the Constitution says, you know, the way the government's set up, yes, they're doing that. However, when you look at the, the Bill of Rights, they might as well set those things on fire. The Ninth and Tenth Amendments, where it says that the, uh, you know, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited um, by, this, uh, by it to the states are restricted, or, excuse me, reserved to the states respectively or to the people. That means the federal government, most of the agencies that it has are unconstitutional because there is no FBI, uh, FDA, you know, any of these uh, agencies, all these alphabet soup agencies out there, they aren't in the Constitution. You know, uh, we can point out so many different examples of how the government just doesn't give a flip. The people calling themselves the government, they don't care about what the Constitution says. We, we know that it's just been trashed upon. And it just doesn't matter how de- uh, just de- degraded the, the, the whole system becomes. It seems like people will just keep putting up with it. It doesn't matter if they're pulling people over on the side of the road and extracting all their wealth from them, taking their car and letting them, letting them go. It doesn't matter if they're taking 90% of their, uh, of their paycheck. Whatever the, uh, the depredations of the state are, it seems like people are just willing to put up with uh, almost anything. Although you might point out, well, you might say, well, well Ian, they're, they're having these tea parties. Look at the tea parties. The tea parties are showing that Americans are very upset with this government. They're very upset, and they're willing to do something about it. Oh, really? You know, I heard, Mark, that they were pulling permits for these tea parties. <laughs> Isn't that all you need to know about it's kind of funny. the tea parties? Do you think that the Sons of Liberty back in, uh, was it the 1700s when they, yeah. did, when they did that? 18th century. Yeah, late, late, late 1700s. Do you think they pulled a permit from the... The government. Yes, the king. There. Whether they could uh, yeah. throw his tea in the the uh, the river. Right. I mean, the harbor, sure I they say. did. Right. That's what uh, that's what civilized people do, isn't it? They go and they ask for permits. They ask for permission to protest to show how upset they are. Because if they can't get the permission slip, then you, you might as well just stay home. Because wouldn't want to step out of line now, would we Americans? Wouldn't want to take a little bit of risk. Wouldn't want to even take the risk of what would the worst thing be if you got together and you had your little tea party without a permit? What would the worst thing that happens be? They come and break it up. Yeah, they're going to come and break up 4,000 people. One of the recent They'll ones, 4,000 people. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> then they get themselves uh, t- uh, tear gassed. How many of those people that were showing up for the, the tea party sure would be willing for that? Yeah, it's how funny. many? How many of them would it's be willing to that put they up even, with that? You know that they're even going out and doing anything. That's a very non-Republican yes. thing to do. And uh, I, you know, I, I've got to say I kind of like that part. However, all it's going to do is get the crooks that we had six years ago, or excuse me, two yeah. years ago, back That's in. That's okay, Mark. They've I changed. I don't want them. No, they've changed this time. Trust them. Yeah, whatever. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're on hold. We'll get to you. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. By the way, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Ladies first, Amanda is in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Amanda. Good Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, um, I like to talk about the legalization of cannabis. One of my favorite Um, topics. In, in essence, legalization is just asking for permission to medicate yourself. Uh, again, another thing that we feel necessary to to do, apparently. Yep. It seems like people have been changing the way, you know, their 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 brain chemistry since they've been able to. You know, they had. I, I know that they had beer at the time of Noah. So. They've been doing this all along. I'd say that uh, probably a 90-something percent of Americans in some way or another change their brain chemistry, whether it's with uh, caffeine, whether it's with... Nicotine, alcohol. Nicotine, alcohol. Those nicotine, marijuana. Nicotine doesn't really change brain chemistry too it much. At, at first it does, but after that you're just addicted to it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's, it's baffling to me that one of the most, if not the most... Uh, productive plants on the face of the planet and while fuel fibers and medicine has continued to be illegal you know for the last 30 some odd years it's it it baffled me for a while too but it it pretty much comes down to a few factors number one uh there are certain business interests that are well connected uh with politicians that would like to not have to compete against the wonders of hemp and all of the products and, and things that can be created from it so they would like it to stay very illegal plus of course there are the other uh manufacturers of alcohol and and cigarettes who don't really want to compete with marijuana as a recreational drug so they are for instance members of the partner for a drug-free America, which is kind of ironic. Uh, so there's that factor. Uh, plus, of course, there's the factor of the uh, there are a whole lot of cops that it's their job to bust pot and to bust other drugs. And so ending the war on drugs, and I, I would rather end the war on drugs than just the war on marijuana myself, but I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, but a lot of those cops would then be out of jobs, and so they will lobby heavily against it. Uh, I, I would say those are some of the primary reasons. Of course, ex, ex, uh, we're also leaving out the drug lords who also make billions, and they have an interest in seeing that the drugs stay yeah. illegal. Organized crime does not want to see marijuana legalized. Right. Absolutely so not. That should pretty and much summarize it. Also, like, I mean... The fact that, like, the whole topic of, oh, marijuana or drugs uh, support terrorism uh, is true to the essence that the people that are the terrorists, in my opinion, um, are the ones that are running this whole system. I agree uh, with you. What the government does absolutely qualifies as terrorism. And it's the laws that illegalize marijuana and other drugs that support terrorism also. You know, we started out this hour, Mark, you had a story about a a small Texas town that is essentially just pulling people over and stealing their stuff from them. And of course, they're using the war on drugs as their excuse. But what those those guys are doing is, is, is terrorizing those people on the side of the road. It's awful what's happening to them. Amanda, thank you for the call tonight. With you completely on that one, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mike listening to WKVT. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hi. I was just going to say, there's corruption with cops right here in Keene. Oh, you're listening to WZBK in Keene. Okay, very good, sir. Oh. What's the matter? Yeah, it says both of those. Yep. When, when I listen, but it's on AM. But, but um, I think the solution, if it's possible, is to, like, video and then just put it on, like, wherever. You know, like the internet or anything, you know? Absolutely. Video is a great solution. Right. And, you know, this is not just for police officers, but anybody who works for the government. They they, they shy away from cameras like uh, roaches away from uh, the light in the kitchen. You know, when you flip it on, uh, off they scurry. They hate it. We actually were experimenting. Uh, we'd actually do the show from Keene, and last week we were out in Central Square, which is kind of the central area of town. Uh, we were, uh, there was some essentially some civil disobedience going on. People were playing Frisbee out there. It's apparently very dangerous to do that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I pulled out my Blackberry, which I just got a couple months ago, for this sole purpose. This is the reason I got one of these things, because you can stream live video to the Internet with a service called Quick.com, which is completely free, I might add, QIK.com. So if you have a BlackBerry, an iPhone, or a number of other brands of so-called smartphones, you can get this Quick.com application, and if the cops are trying to pull some shenanigans, you can pull out your phone and you know hit two buttons, and you're streaming live to the Internet. I mean, so within even if seconds. They, even if they stop it, even if they grab your thing, it could be already on the Internet and they it, get no, no control over it. Exactly. And th- th- that's going to be, I think that factor <laughs> right there is going to be what turns the tide, if you will. Because if they can't control the camera, if they can't grab the tape out and uh, destroy the evidence, then they're in a real bad position at that point. It's like that like that guy uh in 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 California where they took camera shots of that guy shooting him. Imagine the stories they would have made up regarding shooting that guy in the subway yep. if the cameras weren't around. You don't you know have to mean? imagine this. You don't have to imagine the stories. The stories get told to us all the time. I mean, you know, they're just run of the mill. It wouldn't even hit the news outside of LA. Right. Well, thank just goodness. another guy got just another criminal has been shot in the back. Thank the goodness you. Right, people right. got out of there with their videos because they did try to confiscate uh, cameras from people in there, but luckily a, f- a handful of people managed to get away from the scene without having the police confiscate their cameras. So thank goodness there were so many people in that particular instance. Had there been like just one or two other people with a video camera nearby, the cops could have target, you know, targeted them and, and taken them out. Right, exactly. So, here's what Another I would suggest. Thing, Go ahead. Another thing is in that 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 is the root of a lot of the corruption and it happens right here in Keene is 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 um they want money for fines in court. You know what I mean? Sure they do. And one and of the other things that people can start a big money for this for town for all for over the place. Town. You're absolutely right. What, what was it? you mentioned Waldo, Florida earlier, Mark? Those guys are raking in cash because they've got a section of town where the speed limit uh, goes down dramatically from like 55 to 30 or something like that. Yeah. And the speed limit signs are relatively obscure as far as its location, so they'll set up the cops uh, on a daily basis and just plink people as they're as they're passing by and and just ring the cash register. I mean, it's, it's it's big money for these people, and you're absolutely right. Mike, I thank you for the call. You know, For those that are interested in the activism that's happening here in Keene, that's one of the things we talk about from time to time on this show, uh, you should go to freekeen.com. It's where you can see the live streaming uh, stuff that goes on. So if the cops are up to something, you know, we'll, we'll stream it if we're there. And you can actually see that happen over at live.freekeen.com. I'm of the opinion that the, uh, the police in Keene are better than uh, they are in many places in the United States. I... 
you know, I, I see a lot. That's true. We I haven't caught some, any beatdowns. Yeah, I see some terrible abuse uh, nationwide. I, I'm not saying that. Uh, essentially, the 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 system itself is institutionalized corruption, as he was talking about. Right. But, the fines are, of course, big uh, big big money for for cops and for courts all over the place. And that's one of the other things that's changing up here in New Hampshire as more liberty loving people move here as part of the Free State Project. And we'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. But as more liberty activists move into Keene, or not just Keene, but excuse me, New Hampshire in general, that's what the Free State Project is all about, moving to New Hampshire. It's just that we've got a lot of kind of outside the system, uh, market-based activists in Keene. The people around here are willing to not pay those fines. We've had people who have been pulled over for speeding. We've had people pulled over for driving without registration. And we've had a guy pulled over for illegal U-turn. All three of those cases, the individuals that were being accused in those cases basically told the judge, I'm not your piggy bank, and I'm not going to be paying this fine. And nothing happened to them. None of them were were put in jail to work off the time at $50 a day or whatever. That's going to start changing. You think so? You think the crackdown's I, coming, huh? I, I don't see how what what the other option is. Well, the other option is to do the right thing. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you. Is that the order? Then you win. Yeah, it's probably the order. Yeah. Well, they see. can't they can't laugh at you before they ignore you. Toll free number here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Either way, Mark, this is unprecedented, right? We've got people now with video cameras that can stream live to the internet and more people are getting this service, which is good. The more people have this in their hands, the better. And the activists are just refusing to cooperate. They're not. If they get pulled over for stuff like speeding and things like that, they're not paying. So it's, a, it's essentially clogging up the system, and it's costing them to go after people like that. If more people would start doing that very same thing, the, the entire veneer of legitimacy over the state would, uh, would just crack and crumble away. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. The Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. Just enter Amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. Amazon's so big, they even sell used products. So if you need to save a few extra bucks in this down economy, use Amazon for it. Uh, go to amazon.freetalklive.com. You'll save a little bit of money. You'll get the products you're looking for. You can get reviews on all the things you're looking at buying. Really, why bother even going to the department stores anymore? Amazon.freetalklive.com. Plus, when you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage. So we continue with your phone calls, and we will talk to Dave, listening in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave. Hello? Dave in West Virginia. How are you doing tonight, guys? Hey, Dave, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, all kinds of stuff. I've I've been listening to you guys for a while now. Called in a few times. It's it's personal responsibility, Dave. Okay, welcome. Go ahead. I gotta say, we're talking about you know what you're gonna do uh, in a small town with uh, corrupt cops. What you're gonna do when they start pulling your permits for tea parties? Uh, a friend of mine recently told me. He said, uh, Dave. You know, he said, I really don't care what the government does as long as I can get up in the morning and get in my new or semi-new car and go to work and get a paycheck and come home to the house that I pay a mortgage on and sit in front of my flat-screen TV, crack open a beer, and watch TV. Sounds like a typical American to me. And there you go, right there, typical American. 
And until we get people out of that mindset, mindset, until we get people to realize that it's up to them to make the difference, well, corrupt cops pulling permits from tea parties are the last thing we got to worry about. What do you think, uh, here would be an interesting question to ask this friend of yours. Obviously, we don't have him with us right now, so maybe the next time you talk to him. But here's a question. What amount of taxes, just look at taxes, not even regulations or any of the other uh, awful, terrible things the government does to people, just a tax, uh, tax factor. What's the maximum amount of taxes that this guy would be willing to take? What amount would start making him feel uncomfortable about just coming home and sitting and uh, watching the TV set? Is it 70, 80, 90 percent, 95, 98 percent? We've where, had 90 percent in this country. Where is his income line? tax before? If what do you, what do you think? From, if we get away from, uh, just not so much even the tax issue, but I mean, look at the gas issue. Four dollars a gallon is what we found out that the American people were willing to pay, and after that they got fed up and wanted to start drilling offshore uh, uh, off the United States and wanted to start getting uh, more domestic production of oil. But the problem is, until you start hitting them right there in that pocketbook, they're not going to do a darn thing. You'd think it would be enough. I mean, we just, we're just so wealthy, the government can effectively take 60% of somebody's income. I mean, even on conservative estimates of what governments at all levels take from people, state, federal, and local, it, it totals up to about 60% of their income. Now, it's not all out in the open, and that might be part of the problem. They're not seeing really, truly how much they're losing. They may only, they may only see, well, there's 7% there for Social Security. They're not seeing the other 7.5% that's behind the scenes. It's already gotten taken out. They're seeing the income tax there, but they get, a, they get a refund check, so they don't think that's so bad. I guess not everybody gets a refund check, refund check, but nonetheless, it's a lot of the taxes are obscured. A lot of the taxes people pay are already built into the cost of the products that they're buying on the store shelf, so they don't really realize how much of their wealth they're losing but I guess you're right. I mean, we're just so wealthy in this country, the government can effectively take 60-70% of people's income, and they can still have a relatively comfortable life living in their cage with their flat-screen TV. When it comes to the tax issue, do away with the, or the weekly or the bi-weekly withholding and make everybody pay their withholding all in one shot. See yeah. how many Americans start screaming. That would change everything is the, the getting rid of the withholding and, uh, you know... <laughs> Good luck seeing that happen. It's more likely the federal government is going to collapse before they ever change back to a system like that. But again, you got to get the people riled up enough to realize that they need to step out. First of all, they need to step out and take responsibility for their own stuff. It's not the government's place to provide them with an education. It's not the government's place to provide them with health care. It's not the government's place to provide them with a car or a house or what have you. That's the first step, guys. That's the first step. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Dave, I want to thank you for the call and the encouragement. I think you're right about that. I think people should be encouraged to take responsibility for their their own lives. However, I would like to say that if you don't want to, if what you want in life is to pay 70% of the income that you make uh, out to some monopolistic organization that, uh, that I guess monopolistic wouldn't be the, the correct term, but let's say you want to pay 70% of your income out to some group that will tell you what to do. They'll pick your school for you. They'll pick your, you know, they'll pick your, uh, their, your food for you. They'll pick whatever, all other responsibilities you might have to decide, you know, your life insurance, all, all that stuff. They'll, they'll make all those decisions for you. They'll just take a, a 
healthy 70% chunk of your paycheck every week, and you won't have to make any decisions. I think people should be free to choose that life for themselves. I think absolutely they should be. Um, so I don't care if you want to take responsibility for your life or not. I think if you do take responsibility for your life, then it, then all kinds of wonderful things can happen for you. But if you just want to subsist, if you just want to you know give away a bunch of your money and then have somebody take care of you, great. Well, you should be able to. Just sure. leave me out of it, okay? Right. But that's the key to it all is that doesn't work. You know, that system wouldn't work unless you can get everybody involved and make everybody pay. And that's how that's the tyranny of the majority that is democracy. Wait, why wouldn't that work? Why couldn't somebody take 70 percent of their paycheck and have some company take care of all their bills for them and and figure out all this, figure out life for them? Because the rich people wouldn't do it. Yeah, you you do need the rich people yeah, to make sy- that work, the right? The system that we have currently is based on taxing the rich. I'm afraid, you know, that's really the way it goes. Yeah, but still, Mark, still, even if... I mean, remember, yes, government- middle-class people pay a good good portion of their of their paychecks and everything, but... Yeah, yeah but, but government is inefficient, right? Government's yep. pretty poor at managing money. So you would be... I'm talking about a free market situation. I'm not talking about a government. I'm talking about a government-like entity, a government, you know, a, some sort of private entity that just takes care of people. Like, here, just give us all your money, kind of like how you give your wife all of your money. <laughs> you could just give all your money to some, uh, some other or- organization, and they would make all your decisions for you. I think people should be able to fr- be free to do that if that's what they want. I just don't want to be forced into that system. I, I hear you. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Andrew, listening to WFLA in Florida. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you're, I was listening to your call, and I often listen to your program down here in Florida, Tampa, WFLA. Yes, sir. But um, you said something about Waldo and the, the speed trap in Waldo? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's so famous in Florida that uh, AAA has it posted on their sites and everything. And, believe it or not, the government, the state of Florida, recognizes it as a speed trap. They post signs, billboards, warning you about that speed trap. That's AAA that does those billboards, as I understand understand it. Those are AAA's billboards, not the state of Florida's. I understand it. Oh, no, but as you go into the city of Waldo, DOT has signs warning Speed limit's decreasing. Every 100 yards, it'll tell you. Really? Speed limit's decreasing. Speed limit's decreasing. And they tell you all the way through town, and yet those guys stay busy, busy, busy pulling over people. They get plenty of warning, believe me. I'd say 500 yards to 1,000 yards before each speed drop. They tell you four so, or five signs. I've been through blasters. Waldo. I've been through Waldo. Do you think that it's necessary to have a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit through that, well, <laughs> it's a it's it's a few it's it's a few businesses clustered around a gas station. Do you think that's well, necessary? They have a giant flea market and they have a big uh, mud bog thing in there now. Do you hey. think it's all that being said? Do you think all that's that being said? <laughs> it's their city. No, it's run by you know. No, the it's not their city. There, so I guess that's. You don't think you know, individuals have the right to travel without being molested? Travel where? Travel where they want. Well, oh, on a road they paid yeah, for. Except for the fact that. People who get to travel where they want tend to go faster than they should under the influence of things they shouldn't be, and they kill other people. Well, I don't think that the Waldo speed trap is doing anything for drunk driving. Well, I don't think it's doing anything. That's just the way they do their revenue thing. I'm just saying that saying that this kind of obscure sign is just adding something in there that's not true. Are you saying it's okay what they're doing in Waldo, even though there are signs up warning uh, warning it that it's all right? I don't particularly like it. The, the state of Florida doesn't like it, as a matter of fact. I mean, they publish things about it. They try to get them to stop it, but it's the right of that particular 
city within their, their the no, legal limits. No, no, sorry. Uh, hey, Andrew, cities don't have rights. Now, if you want to believe don't in exist. rights, if you <laughs> want to believe in rights, you should believe that individuals have rights. But cities are just, uh, you know, sort of this concept that people make well, up in their heads. If you participate in the government and you have laws, so you avoid anarchy, then they have you give them some of your rights. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that because I haven't given mean? anybody That's anything. They've just taken them. That's what they are doing. See, they're That's, threatening us with the big well, stick, and if we don't go along with it, they take our property. Have what does anarchy get you? But survival of the fittest and the strongest. Maybe, maybe we have, maybe we have anarchy today. I think we do. And the fittest and the strongest are the government, and they take from the rest of us. That's what they, they do. As a matter of fact, they've enslaved us. Thank you, Andrew, for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't see how you could argue anything else. This is anarchy, and these are the strong men, and they deserve to be resisted. Free Talk Live Hour Two is coming up. It's free to- uh, Free Talk Live. You take control. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching in hour number two of the Saturday edition of the program. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away, so enjoy it free at freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want, let's start things out with Bill listening to WXNT. In Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. How are you guys doing this evening? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I want to talk about de- uh, deficits, Republicans, and Democrats. Isn't it amazing how all of a sudden, that we're, in the last couple of months, we've got a Democrat in office and we're worried about deficits? Where were we the last eight years? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. We were operating on a deficit budget uh, the, the entire Bush administration, and nobody really cared about deficits at that point. The uh, principled Republicans. They just didn't. It just it didn't. It didn't even come up on their radar screen. Right, well, because the it, principle they uh, they go by is that whatever the Republicans do is good. <laughs> That's well, their def- principle. I, when Dick Cheney said, made a speech in two thousand and one, and he said deficits don't matter. Now, what happened to that mantra? Seems like it's uh, still going strong today. <laughs> I've got one final question for you guys. I want somebody to call in that is an economics guru, somebody who knows everything about economics and the economy, and I do not know the answer to this question. I want somebody to define the difference between when does a recession turn into a depression, what is the criteria, what are the numbers that we're looking for? That's an excellent question. I have no idea what the answer is. Mark, any idea? Uh, A a recession is when somebody loses their job. A depression is when you lose yours. (laughs) I know. I'm talking, you know, I know. I heard that joke before, and that's a good one. But I'm talking about, you know, serious economic numbers. What does it take to qualify? Why did we call the Great Depression the Great Depression? Why is this just a recession? This is what I want to know. All right. The question's out there. Bill, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Can you answer Bill's question? What is the difference between a recession and a depression? 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we continue with your calls about anything. We'll talk to Steve listening to WFLA in Florida. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I'm I'm an economic guru. I want to answer that guy's question. <laughs> all right, uh, by all means. Start off. After the first hundred people die of, of starvation, then it's a depression. Do you think we're going to get to that? Until the, until the, I'm sorry? Do you think we're going to get to that? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean... I don't either. I, I, that's not for me. So I, mean, I want to call about uh, all these uh, 
uh, things that Obama is doing, he's, he's doing for us. Why don't they have uh, kids out of the high school make it mandatory to join up for two years minimum in the service, and then they could use the VA the rest of their life for for the hospital needs and and all their medical needs. Well, actually, I don't know if you're you're joking, but they're uh, they're actually coming close to doing that. They're not uh, going to do it for uh, necessarily I just. He's doing, volunteer. He's doing volunteer. He's doing volunteer. I heard that. Really no, really they're going to claim it's voluntary first, and then they're going to. Oh. It's going to end up being that all young people in America are going to be they forced should. to become government bureaucrats. They should. They should. They should do a serve. Have a minimum two years mandatory. Are you serious? Yeah. Do, now, I mean, when, does Canada do that? I, I, I don't know whether Canada does it or not. I, no, I, I know, I know that there's they, plenty they of... Do they, they do it, and the country's well-organized, and, and, and I can elaborate on that. <laughs> do, you think, do you think they should all have the I, same I in, haircut, I too? In, let, me just, let me just tell you, I'm a Vietnam veteran, and oh, okay. I went in at the age of 15. Did you volunteer alive. for Vietnam? Yeah, 1973, I went in. Okay. Did you like the idea of serving around, uh, uh, you know, draftees? <laughs> It was a different. It was a whole different ball game. It, it, it's something like it is now. What do you mean but by that? It, well, number one, the population's probably tripled since since I was in, as far as the population of the youth that could be serving in the military. You know, as far as the numbers, I don't know what the, what the natural numbers are, but there's probably three times as many kids, guys that could that could serve. In the military, in that age, in that age aren't, group, aren't right? you in the baby boomer generation? <laughs> Isn't that who they had? These are the children guess, of uh, guess, World know, War Two. You know, I'm, I'm a little different kind of person. I'm not really a boomer. I, I was, you know, I, had, I got three sons, but. But uh, I'm yeah, just, I guess I, I guess I wasn't baby boomer. I'm just saying that uh, maybe maybe they actually had uh, as many or more kids uh, at that time because well, they're baby boomers. There were a lot of them. So you're saying? Let me see if I got you straight here. All, all I'm saying is I'm not trying to make it make it a make it a like a Russian government or or a you know communist where they, they control you. But I'm just saying if, if kids if, if all all youth out of, out of high school got did two years minimum high school in the service, okay, whatever service they wanted to go into, and they had that would give them medical for the rest of their life with the VA, they had to build more VAs. But they, could, they would have not have this. Is that the reason why you're advocating that? Let me just clarify what your reasoning is for this. Why should kids do that? Is it just so they can get free medical care, or what's what is that, your motivation? That would, one. That, would one. that would be one. And if they stay and make a, make a career out of it, then they got a career already intact. A career as a bureaucrat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, is that is that what you in, yeah, as a bureaucrat? Do you is that what you want for our nation? A nation of bureaucrats. Bureaucrat. He said, "Who said bureaucrat?" Oh that's what no, are. Mark. That's Mark, what people see, are that I work for the government. I said intact. No, Mark. Intact. Militaries. They're not bureaucrats, Mark. Right. That's people that work for the government are bureaucrats. You do you want a nation of bureaucrats? No, but I, I want to. I want to uh, not hear about this health care problem that, that they talk about every day. With and that's going to be solved by problem. everyone joining the military, so they can go get health care from the VA. The, the, the health care problem you'll hear hear about at that point is the kind that you heard you hear about in VA hospitals: mold growing on the wall, people thinking that their doctors are trying to kill them. I mean, you're, you're not solving the problem; you're just turning us into a socialized system. Okay, let me stop you there, partner. Yes, sir. I've had three surgeries at, at, the, at the VA up in Ohio. I had a double hernia, I had my penis taken out, and I had an uh, abdominal uh, issue going on. And I had three operations in the Dayton Hospital in, the, in, in Dayton, Ohio, at the VA. And I tell you what, it was impeccable. Everything was, was clean. 
it was I was taken care of. It was impeccably, totally different to what you hear about. In the That's box. great. I'm glad I'm that glad there are some people. The experience was good let for let you. Let me, let me wait, wait. Before that. you I'm, go on, sir, I'm glad. No, just one second, sir. I'm glad that the experience was good for you. However, there are people out there whose opinions are just as valid as yours that say that the experience is horrifying. They believe their doctors are trying to kill them. That there's mold growing on the walls of their uh, their rooms, and that that it's disgusting. They're being prescribed medicines that they don't need, and all kinds of other awful things. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't. It's government socialized health care. Look, I want to get back to the issue that you are advocating that every single young person in America be enslaved for two years, sir. Do you understand the ramifications of what you're saying? What? Were you in the military? Did you serve the military? Thank goodness, no. I did something productive with well, my life. There's my point. Right? So you, don't, you don't know what you're talking about, so you shouldn't. So, you so shouldn't my opinion because is Because you were useless. in the military, you should be able yeah. to tell everybody how they have to live their life? Who do you think well, you are? I can tell you. I can tell you, you, you were not in the military. I can tell you how, how it was. That's right, because I don't like taking so, wait, orders. Wait a second. If I can get a veteran to call in here and say that he thinks it's a bad idea that people go, that people be forced to go in the military, is that somehow more valid because I wasn't in the military? You think that would be hard to do? You think there's not somebody out there that would be would think just the opposite of what I'm talking about? I know there is. Not, you didn't answer the question. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm not saying there's not. You didn't I'm answer sure the question. I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure there's many of them. Well, I'm th- you're, you're saying as though our opinion is invalid because we weren't in the military. I'm telling you that there's somebody who is in the military who's listening right now who will call in and say that you're crazy, that they would hate the idea that their child be forced to go into the military. And, really? and well, uh, some, well, I'll tell you what. uh I, I don't think that way. And you weren't in the military. You can't really. You, you don't know nothing about the military. <laughs> He's going right like well, a rec- broken man. record. I know I have to pay yeah, for the I'm military. Saying, saying, I know that they dump tools over. I know yeah, that they kill people opinion. and break things say, for no, a living. You can have your opinion. I'm not saying you can't have your opinion. I never said you guys. I never once. You put that word in my mouth. I never once said uh, you guys that I was down you for your opinion about it. I'm not saying you can have your opinion about it. That's fine. Everyone has opinion. You just don't think it's valid. You don't believe our opinion is valid because we okay. haven't been through the I, same not, situation. It's not my place to judge. It's not my place to judge your you opinion. You already did I'm, judge I'm, us. Did you judge, uh, judge our opinion a few yes, moments ago? Yes, you're not in the military. Shut up. Isn't right. that what you just said? Have you been what drinking tonight? You are a Vietnam veteran. Uh, no, it's what you're that's doing. Nice. What's I know that's not nice. <laughs> What's that got to do with... I, I did not down you guys what you said. I'll tell All you what. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold because I want to bring you back. Put him on hold. We're going to bring him back here in a little bit. Now, I want to get to... If he'll hang on. I really do want to get to the rationale behind why he wants people to go to the military. He's mentioned health care. Okay, so he wants people to get health care. That's I nice. I want people to have health care, too. I just don't believe that providing it, uh, you know... <laughs> Single-payer, universal-style... Socialized medicine stinks. That's what that the is. The fact yeah. is, the United States, um, you know, healthcare system, the sort of free market-ish, more free market system than the rest of the world, supports the rest of the world because, well, we pay for the drugs to be, uh, you know, the the research for the drugs. I'd like to also invite anybody who is in the military that or has been in the military that has a different opinion as this gentleman. If you'd like to talk to uh, Steve in Florida, we'll put you on the line with him here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Live, you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the Saturday edition of the show. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. 
All the features on the site we give away, including archives. If you missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, and they're yours free. Going back for an entire year at freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, we continue here in moments. We're going to bring back our caller. I think he did hang through. But first, the bureaucrats undermine your right to bear arms. Now they're taxing bottled water. That's right, water. Log on to enjoybottledwater.org and tell them enough is enough. Sign the petition fighting taxes and regulations on bottled water. After all, if they can tax water, what will they tax next? Enjoybottledwater.org. 800-259-9231. We're going to bring back Steve. Uh, Hopefully he's still with us. Steve, listening to WFLA down in Florida. Are you still there, sir? Yes, I am. Okay, very good. Now, Steve, you're a Vietnam veteran, and yes, you believe... Yeah, I was explaining, yeah. You believe, and let me see if I've got this clear, you believe that all young people in America should be forced into military service for a two-year <laughs> time frame. After you that, like uh, they'll be taken care you of... Sound um, like sort of... You sound like I'm trying to send them to jail. You're, like, forced into... Like, like it's some kind of a bad thing to go join the military. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a bad thing if you're forced to join the military, sir. If you're choosing to join the military, then that's your business. But if you're forced to join the military, wouldn't you, you don't think that's a bad thing. You think it's well, okay to just the, force uh, people to do things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. you got to look at the world today. You see, you, you see what's going on out there? I mean, are you... You you understand what's happening on the world these days, don't What you? are you referring to? There's a lot happening oh, come around on. the world. There's a big ball of snot over there in the, in the Middle East, number one, that we're, that we're into so deep up to our necks. And, I'm not you know, into anything, sir. Don't include me in your we. But go ahead. Okay, I'm talking about America. You know, are you part of the United States? You mean States the United America? States government's troops? They're into their, up to their necks. Yeah, but I'm not one of them. Thank well, goodness. Well, they're, they're fighting for you, son, so you might oh, think about that. Oh, are they? Or are they fighting for politicians in Washington, D.C.? See, no, they're fighting the, for the American people. Yeah, that's they, what they, they tell you. But I, it, that, but that, I, that, let me just tell you, you need to stop where you're at right now in your tracks. They're, they're fighting for the American people over there. You just keep repeating it. Maybe it'll become true if you say it over and over again. Well, you might want to talk to some, some families and some, you know, some, some veterans are over, in that, over there now. I feel for those families. I'm sure they I want their I want their children <laughs> back here safe. So do I, but I'm talking about why they're over there. You asked me a question. You said, why, why, do, you, why do you think they're over there? Let's get back to the issue of force. Let's get back to the issue of force. You're okay with forcing every young person in America to go into the military for two years. I live live in a populated area. I I, I see kids driving around doing nothing, doing squat all day long. Maybe it's because they can't get a job. Maybe it's because it's illegal for them to get a job. Do you ever think about that one? Maybe they don't want to get a job because there's jobs out there. But anyway, that's another issue there, all right? So yeah, so, so, what you're saying here is, let me see if I've got you straight, Steve. You're saying that because there are some shiftless loser kids out there, that all kids should be forced into the military. Is that right? Because let me tell you, when I was 16 years old, I was working at the big Kmart down in Sarasota, Florida, and I worked very, very hard when I had the opportunity to be working and wasn't being forced to be in the government daytime indoctrination camps called government schools. I was working I very, very you hard. You are telling me, sir, that you would pull me out after I uh, started working at the radio station I'd worked at, you would pull me out of my productive life and put me in the military for two years. I remember you, you were at the Sarasota at, the, at, that, at that place. I remember that. You, you do, were, huh? you, you wore a pink, pink shirt with green lapels, right? No, I'm afraid that's not the uniform at Kmart. Uh, but anyway, so what do you think about it? So, so you're okay with just pulling me out of my life at age 18 and throwing me into the military for two years, right? 
unless you're going to go to the, to the college, if you're, if you're doing, going to go to a college and you're already set to go, there, there would have to be some kind of regulation to them. I'm I see. Saying, so you'll, so you're willing to let somebody out to go to college. Then, uh, so, so is that all it takes to get out of the hey, military is to go to college? It's one remedy for health care problems. That's all it is. I'm not That's saying, all that you're proposing, huh? Tomorrow, just, to, junior, just for the health care. This is Junior. This is Junior. I'm not saying let's do it tomorrow. Junior. I'm saying, I'm saying this is yeah, Junior. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying let's do it tomorrow. Okay, it's something that it's an idea. Here's them. another question for yeah, you: What if I decide, Steve? What, and then we've got callers who actually want to talk to you here. So, what if I decide <laughs> that I don't want your little health care deal? I'm more than willing to buy my own health care insurance or pay my own way through uh, whatever whatever health care I want to buy in the future. So yeah, I'm going to say, so Steve, I'm going to say yeah, no to your. No, hold on, Steve, I've got a question for you. I'm going to say no to your little deal. No, I don't yeah. want to join the military. What okay, are you going to do to uh, me? What am I going to do to you? Yeah, what would you have them do to me for not joining the military? Because you're for well, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be up to Obama, which is probably going to be here in the next six, six to eight months. So that's out of your hands, right? Just let the pres- old Presidente the decide president. that one, huh? I'm not, I'm not the president. I, what I, would you do if you were the president, Steve? Let's say you were the president. What would you have done to me? Hmm? Well, I'd done to you. Jeez, that's kind of a weird question. Well, I'm not joining the military. You're trying, to, you're trying to make you me join the military. You've got a great plan here to how to fix the, the health care problem. Well, now there's a new problem feet, for you. Tie your feet to a tree and, and, and let, your, let your dangle down there and throw apples at you or something. You know, I mean, something That's stupid. about what I'd expect from you, Steve. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Let's talk to Dan so now, here. Now, Dan's now, on now, the line. Hang on, Steve. Steve, we're going to bring Dan in here, okay? Dan, you're on the line with Steve in Florida. Hey, Steve in Florida. Hey, Steve, I'm serving right now in my third year in the uh, okay. U.S. military. I'm calling from my uh, house. On I'm glad to hear that, too. Um, and I can tell you unequivocally that I do not want to serve alongside slaves. How, how people, you that? For, people, people that are forced to go in, you mean? No, I don't want anyone. I don't want to serve alongside non-volunteers. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame you. I can't understand what you're saying there. I'm just, I'm just throwing an idea out there to take care of the health care problem, the issues right. they're having right well, now. Let me, let me that's all, huh? Something. That's what all this is about, Steve, is just I'll, getting people health care? Let Dan talk I'll about tell you that's something a, else yeah, about the health care, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let me tell you about the health care because, you know, I had a friend who was in the, uh, the Army, and he was stationed down in Arizona, and he went to see a military doctor, and you can ask him about his experience. Except you can't ask him about his experience because he's dead. Because he went in for a routine. I'm sorry, hear that. Uh, yeah, he I went in for a routine torn. Hey, Steve, are you going to let him tell his story? Put Steve on hold. Let's put Steve on hold. Dan, go ahead and tell your story. Yeah. So he can hear all of it. He went in for a routine orthoscopic surgery on his knee. And when he was coming out of his anesthesia, no one was paying attention to the fact that he pulled out his breathing tube. And uh, oh, by the time they realized, and they tried to do a, uh, a tracheotomy, which from every doctor I've spoken to is one of the most routine emergency procedures that they can do, they killed him because they oh. were so incompetent that they couldn't perform a tracheotomy. So that's what you get then. That's the health so that, care. That's, that's the level get, of care. Steve. So, so Steve wants slaves in his military. And he wants incompetent uh, socialist health care. Right. Yeah. Also, so, you're forced good, into good the military. That, also, you can get so you can be forced to have crap can health care for the rest of your life. Great deal. Thanks for clearing that up, Dan. I appreciate your story. And I'm sorry to hear about your friend 
And okay, yes, as Steve pointed out, he had a glowing experience at the VA hospital. Some people have to. Statistically, you have to. It's just that you're going to get significantly better health care from a, you know when you're paying somebody for it. Some uh, some some people have glowing experiences in the Canadian health care system, but then there are all the other horror stories of people who can't get a uh, get an appointment to save their life. I mean, literally. I love the ones in uh, England where they have, uh, you know, the dental systems uh, socialized, too, and people are pulling their own teeth out with pliers because they can't get a dentist. Because, yeah, because the, the lines and the queues are terrible, and the, the service, once you actually get in there, once you get the appointment, is, it can be absolutely destructive. And you want to force everyone into this. More on the way. We'll see if Steve wants to stick with us. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. You find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Participation is free, and the IHS covers meals and housing. Seminars are for those simply curious about libertarian philosophy to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and register today. The deadline is March the 31st. It's coming up very quickly. If you know somebody's in college or somebody who's of, of college age or in graduate school or whatever, tell them about libertarianseminars.com. The IHS covers everything. 800-259-9231. I believe Steve is still with us. Steve, listening to WFLA in Florida. Now, Steve, uh, you are on the air telling us that you want a a draft. You want to to bring back the draft to mandate that all young people in America join the military, not for some purpose to to whip them into shape, though you did allude to that. You want them to join the military so they can have health care. Just, just one second. All right, we're here. I'm not, I'm not like on the air demanding this to happen. Well, you make it sound like I'm kind of a, some kind of czar or something. <laughs> All I'm suggesting is an idea to for these. Uh, I'm on my second door, by the way. All I'm Sweet. suggesting is an idea for the healthcare problem that we're having right now. It seems like kids are the one. And I talk to a lot of kids because I'm, I'm, I'm around a lot of kids. My wife's quite a bit younger than I am, and I, I'm around a lot of younger people, and. They're having problems with with issues as far as getting doctor stuff and medical so, stuff. Is it possible and, 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 that that's no, a bad me, idea? Let me, let me, let me, let me Go finish. Ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Let me finish this time. So, so I'm just suggesting an idea for, I guess, if, if, if a kid, I guess I should, it, it should be volunteer, but, but, but let me, what's going to happen in a few months, we're also going to make it to where you're going you're gonna to have a volunteer uh, <laughs> stateside military. It's just, it's, you're not going to get paid. You might as well get paid for it and, and join up. You know, fresh out of high school and learn something. Yeah, it's just a, just an idea. You know, they, they, they I got see a lot where of you're coming schools. from, and and, and we're against that too. Schools in the military. Uh, yeah, what? Steve, we're against we're against that too. You're talking about the national service program <laughs> that uh, Barack Obama's working They'll on. They'll be paid though. That's also slavery. I, I, heard, and it's, I, heard, I heard some crap about his. Yeah. I was I'll tell you what, we do have other people that want to talk to you. Let's go to Alan, listening in Nebraska. Alan, you're on with Steve. Steve. Yeah. Hello, first Alan. of all. This is not why I called in, but I want to say the only health care problems we have today 
are related to corporations known as pharmaceutical companies and who control the doctors and pharmaceutical, excuse me, companies that control the food. If we well, ate the not, right thing... That's not too wrong, right. Matt. What they'll do another, all the people with no money are whining about wanting well, when their kids to be seen by doctors and stuff. Okay, you know, well, but the bottom line... I don't know about Nebraska, but in Florida it's a little different. Steve, thanks for the call. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. I think he's uh, had enough. Alan, go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, we lost. Just, we've lost Alan. I'm sorry about that. Alan can call back. Uh, we'll bring him back here. In the meantime, Puke is on the line in New Hampshire. Puke, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want to call in, and you know, uh, there's so many topics that Steve brought up, but um, I guess I'll just go down the list. That you know, mandatory service is a horrendous idea. Uh, being a volunteer in the, in the Army for six years and being deployed three times, I definitely met a lot of volunteers that were lazy and shiftless and once they'd been in the military for a while, didn't want to be there. And to imagine somebody being forced into such a thing, uh, it, it's just unimaginable how how much worse a soldier like that could be. So you're you saying know, it was he, bad enough with the volunteer military? Right, it's bad enough, and it's getting worse because they keep dropping their standards. <laughs> and if you force people, you know, right out of high school or in their 20s to go into the military and be deployed back and forth or to just stay in the United States, they're just going to be that much worse. And, and you're just going to drive away even more of the so-called good soldiers who might actually be there for, you know, the, the what you would call the patriotic reason, however deluded those ideas might be. And... um you know, it's just ludicrous, um, not to mention the fact that to have every every young person going into the military would be a massive financial drain because the military pays for all of this stuff by uh, taxing the productive people of the country. And it doesn't produce uh, you know. anything. I mean, you know, as, as great as some people think the military is, it doesn't produce anything of saleable value. It destroys things. That's its job. Right. It, it's it's just a massive money drain, and the, the the largest part of the government budget is already the military, and it's it's huge. I'd like to you know say that um, the the reason that countries have mandatory service, uh, countries like Israel, Taiwan, mm-hmm. uh, South Korea, is because they're bordered right next to an enemy that can uh, run across the border. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't make it any more right, but they sort of almost have a legitimate reason to have a constant military presence. America is surrounded, uh, well, not surrounded, it only has two other countries, Canada and Mexico, and neither one of those countries are invading us or have any reason to invade us at the moment. Today. Maybe that'll change. And, and you know, if you, if you just had uh, just the National Guard, that would be more than enough troops to fend off any invading Canadians or Mexicans. <laughs> Thank you, Puke, for the it's call. It's funny tonight. to even hear the idea of invading Canadians, you know? 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue. RJ is listening to WFLA in Florida. RJ, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just want to talk to uh, my comments on Steve's mandatory enrollment. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea for mandatory enrollment of just anyone in the military, but I'm 27. I'm in from Sarasota, Florida, too, actually. Uh, I live in Sarasota. I've lived here my whole life. And I can tell you right now there's an epidemic of drugs, especially prescription pills. And what I could see happening, like in the movie, The River Runs Through, runs through It, uh, when I think it was Eisenhower had the work projects where you could volunteer 
and maybe something where like troubled use without structure that's going to cause a drain on the economy further down the road that are just going to be incarcerated their whole life. Where instead of they've already have it where they go to boot camps for three, six, nine months a year depending on their age. But once they hit eighteen for for non nonviolent or drug charges, you know you don't want to put a gun in their hand, but have some sort of pair of like a service or something like that with an incentive that, you know, once they complete that, they might get a small allotment towards college. RJ, just out of curiosity, RJ, what government program has worked? Say that again? What government program has worked so far? I'd like you to point to one. In regards to just anything, anything in general? like one government program that has done what it was supposed to do successfully with flying colors, trumpets blaring. You can point. I mean, if you're you're proposing this program that's going to fix things with the government here, um, and you're going to put in charge of it people that are well, that they're um, politicians who make their living from punishing their uh, enemies and rewarding their friends, and you know they're gonna, they're gonna the ones that are going to implement this program of yours. And what I'm wondering is. Can you point to that government program, that shining golden beacon on a hill, that has worked? Well, it's kind of, you know, the government, the problem isn't uh, the, the people, the problem is the government. But um, I'd like, I'm not sure if I can give an exact program, but what I can say is when they stopped the draft and had voluntary only, I wasn't alive at that time. I think that boosted the morale for Vietnam. I, I agree. I think there's a reason for a draft, and that would only be in dire, you know, China or something like that, where we just can't match them man-to-man. There's reasons why they have the draft, but it shouldn't just be impl- implemented. So, in well, that sense, that's the So his answer of, was getting rid of the draft, Mark, was the government that the government doesn't, uh, the, the problem is the government, and, and the government doesn't do anything very well, um, right? But you want the government to solve this problem with these youths? I don't think it can solve the problem, but I think that it's it's a problem there and it's approached because what I'm seeing is uh, just a lot of people that don't know where they're going and they a lot of single parents, especially, you know, the president talks about it, minorities, his minority, uh, the large Spanish minority that's coming over, the white, I'm white, a lot of white, you know, single parents that don't get the disciplinary. I didn't get the disciplinary. So replace uh, bad parenting with bad government. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you were in jail for about nine years of your life. Maybe we should put kids in there uh, for a couple of years because they need discipline, according to uh, RJ. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll get to see how poorly the government functions. More coming up. Money you dial in, bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. The Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And if you enjoy this show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations as we possibly can and bringing new Internet listeners on board, thereby exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get on board, and you get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, guaranteed. You can go over there and get a free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. 
800-259-9231. Before we continue here with the phone calls, um, I just want to touch a little bit further on to what it was that RJ was saying there a few moments ago. It sounded to me like RJ was saying that uh, he believes that there are some kids out there that are that are troubled. And if we just create the right government program, we can help these troubled kids. Right? That, that, that's the sound, you know, midnight basketball or whatever, right? Yeah, so take troubled kids out of their troubled homes and let the government take care of them. I'm sure that'll just work out great. Well, <laughs> he wasn't able to point to a government program that had worked up until this point. Um, and his program I, will work though, because just follow his instructions. I know and he'll somebody put it out there somewhere has a government program that they can skin me on. That, like out there somewhere is that the government? weather, uh, the weather bureaucracy, the one that puts the weather maps yeah. together. They, they might that the NOAA. Yeah, no yeah. They they might have me there. I don't know too much about Noah. However, I would tell you that uh, you know I'd, I'd fall back to my normal one, which is you know you may have you know because the government can build buildings and bridges and things like that, and people don't generally die, but they always build them for too much, and yeah. they build them you know and, and they're slow. So, you know, all I can say on that is. If you're building something for too much, you haven't been successful. I'll give you the example that I, I give on a regular basis. If my wife sends me out to buy a car, let's say she wants to get one of those new Toyota Camrys and um, they're $27,000. And I go out and I buy a Toyota Camry for $85,000 because <laughs> I'm sure there's some salesman out there that would let me pay that if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, no get me, I get me a Toyota Camry for $85,000 because I, I decide we want solid gold rims or whatever. And then, eh, you know, he adds a little here, a little there. And I've got $85,000. failed. Yeah, I, I bought a Camry and it functions. However, yeah. I paid three times as much for it as, as I was supposed to. I would rather. And the- then the Camry doesn't get delivered until a month from now. Sweet. You know something I'd want to focus I want to focus on quickly though about why are these kids so much trouble? I mean both RJ and Steve earlier kind of echoed a similar sentiment about all oh, these kids, you know, they're shiftless and they're lazy and they need to whip them into shape. They need discipline. Discipline. Well, why are they like that? Allow me to to posit just a few suggestions. Number 1, we live in a society where young people are encouraged to stay as childlike as long as possible. It's true. Look at the rules that they have to live by. Most kids can't get a job until they're 16. I know the minimum age is in, in many cases 14, but there are certain insurance factors and things like that, uh, that, that you know, all kinds of regulations that make it very – it's taste. It's something that uh, businesses don't want to do. They, it, it leaves a, it's hard. It's hard enough yeah. to run a business, but then to wade through all that government paperwork at the same time? You've oh. got to give like all kinds of breaks to the kids, and there's just, there's just more regulations that apply when you're hiring a 14-year-old than when you're hiring a 16-year-old than when you're hiring an 18-year-old. So the entire system is structured to discourage kids from becoming adults. And I think that if that were different, I think that if you were, say, 12 – and you could go out and you could get some sort of job bagging groceries or something like that, and you weren't just hanging out all afternoon or hanging out all weekend long with your buddies looking for something to do. Inevitably, as boys will do, they'll break stuff and uh, get into trouble and burn things. <laughs> you know, that's what boys <laughs> yep, do. That's what they do. <laughs> when they're idle. So you give them the opportunities to be productive. Right. You don't need a government program. You need the government to get out of the way. There's plenty of programs out there. We call them jobs. I had a job from the time I was 12 years old um, on. I, you know, haven't not worked from then. Now, 
I worked, I guess, illegally. I didn't think of it that way. I, uh, you know, I didn't come across a bunch of government agents in my life, so I never had to really deal with that. But I just went to work, and it taught me responsibility. It taught me to be to work on time. It taught me how to deal with the buying public, which is extraordinarily important. Customer service is very important in whatever industry you are. Right, and if you learn how to deal with the public at a job, you know, some sort of retail job or food service or whatever where you're interacting with the public, then you'll you'll be better just in general when you're not on your working hours. You'll be more respectful towards people. You won't be a little uh, teenage brat as we have so many of today. You know, I was just I, I just stopped off at a fast food restaurant not too long ago. It's been a couple of weeks now and uh I, the the girl counted my change back. I didn't count my change, but she gave me the wrong change back. Uh-oh. And it was too little, but it was only by a few, you know, like a few coins. I decided, you know, she was busy. She ran off before I had a chance to talk to her. And I decided not to say anything about it just because, you know, it wasn't, it was my, you know, me, not her drawer that was in um, the trouble. And I'm just like, I don't care. But. You know, I we we the the store I worked at we counted the money out of a shoebox. I learned how to count money. This is this girl was likely out of high school and couldn't mm-hmm. count money, and it's sad. It is. And uh, my girlfriend works at a restaurant uh, full full time, and she has to deal with these kids who many of them are having. You know, it is their first job at age eighteen or seventeen, and they it's like she says it's like babysitting. So by the time you get to 16 and 17, you should be a well-refined employee. You, yeah. should be, you should have it all down at that point. It shouldn't be your first foray. Now, obviously, each family should be deciding these things for themselves. Sure. But they Some can't. families don't want their kids to go, to, um, go, go get work right but away. But for those that do, they can't do it. They're prohibited by law from being able to become mature young adults. And that's the society that we live in today. And I think if that changed, then you'd see a lot less of these, you know, shiftless mall rat teens. You'll still uh, see some. You'll still see some, sure, but you'll see a lot less of them. You'll see a lot less. And that way you're not trying to solve a problem that essentially government created with another government program. And that's how it always goes. All the problem, you know, the vast majority of problems out there are, are caused by the government. Let's go to your phone calls. Alan is back. We had some phone trouble before. Alan, I want to give you another chance to say what you had to say. Go ahead, sir. Well, before I finish with what I was trying to say, I want to answer what you're talking about. Yes, sir. Please. What you're talking about is never going to happen because they want them in government schools, not public schools, government schools, just like Hitler's school, mm-hmm. to program them. I of course they do. But That's why the kids don't, and I'm not bashing kids, but that's why they are in the situation they are, and the government loves it. There's no doubt about it. The government indoctrination camps are, you know, a major factor as to why kids are the way they are today, and and that needs to change too. And I, I understand your pessimism about this, but I believe that we can change this if we get enough people together. And we're going to talk about the Free State Project here in a little bit. Your other thoughts, sir? Well, um, and and one other diversion, if I can. Any vets or active duty military or police officers that are listening, there is a website. I believe it is Oath keepers.blogspot.com but I think if you search Oath Keepers Yep, Oath Keepers? Oath Keepers. Okay. Yep. I saw this tonight actually. And the oath I took was to the Constitution. Not George Bush, not Obama. I'll be 47 next month. I served four years active duty, volunteered infantry in the military, in the Army, and then I was in the National Guard for two and a half years. 
I don't bash the military, and I'm not a Democrat. I've never voted for a national Democrat in my life, but I haven't voted for a presidential Democrat or a Republican or either party since George Bush's daddy, his second term, and I was an idiot then. The, uh, the website is oath-keepers.blogspot.com, and there's a really great little thing that they've, uh, they've essentially sworn an oath. Uh, they've re-sworn, basically. They, uh, they say they will not obey orders to disarm the American people. We will not obey orders to conduct warrantless searches of the American people. We won't obey orders to detain American citizens as unlawful enemy combatants or to subject them to military tribunal, and the list goes on. But we're short on time, so if you had any other comments, you should get them out there. Well, the only thing I wanted to say uh, on what you said in the very beginning, I told my 17-year-old son, who will be 18 next month, that I would break both his legs so bad that they would never take him if he tried to go in the military. Wow, you feel pretty strongly Um, about that. Yes, but I've taught him, I've explained it, why the military today does not serve the proper mission. It doesn't defend our country. It's basically serves the U.N., and I'm not bashing the military because most of them don't understand just like I didn't. Sure. Then that's what they prey on. They prey on 18-year-old kids that don't really know, they just don't know anything about the real world, and they sucker them in, and then they've got them for four or six years, however long the uh, the enrollment is. I thank you for, uh, for your persistence in calling back tonight, and I appreciate the, uh, hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So, yeah, he feels pretty strongly about his son not going into the military, and that's because he's been in, so military guy. It. Yeah, hour three's coming up. You dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into Hour 3 of the Saturday edition. Toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That is, again, freestateproject.org. Mark and I are big fans of the Free State Project. We're members. We're signers. We're participants. We moved here uh, from Florida, where we were both born and raised, because it's happening. Liberty-loving people are getting together for the first time since, well... The American Revolution, essentially, and they're standing up to the state and they're saying, no, we've had enough and we're willing to uh, we're willing to actually take a few risks and actually make this freedom thing happen. So it's pretty exciting. Freestateproject.org to learn more. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Jim is on the line in Florida listening to WFLA. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks, I wish Jim. you guys were on um, every day down here. I, that would be awesome. Well, do uh, do so, uh, you can help with that, as a matter of fact. You can call uh, call R.C. Bauer at WFLA. He's the program director. And tell him you want to hear more Free Talk Live. Uh, I know for, for certain he's considering taking the third hour of the Saturday show at this moment. Obviously, weeknights would be fantastic, but, you know, we'll take whatever we can get. Sure. And that applies, right, by well, the way, know, to everybody. I know the owner of another radio station. You are a radio station owner? 
No, he doesn't. No, I know the oh, owner of another radio station. know the owner. Well, okay. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we, we like WFLA because they're, they're awesome. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we're... Yep. Um, so you know, I wanted to just point out that everybody listening to the radio can can call their local talk stations and thank them for airing Free Talk Live and ask them for more because we do have a weekday show. And if you don't get it, well, you should. And I'll do if that you ask, on Monday. If you ask nicely, you never know what will happen. So what were you calling about tonight for? Well, um, I was calling about some of the callers um, earlier, what they were talking about, you know, the mandatory military and stuff like that. I think the main problem we have in this country is that we tell every kid you can be anything you want to be. That's not true. That's a lie. Why? Why is that a lie? Because every kid can't be a scientist. Every kid can't be an astronaut. Not every, every kid, kid wants to be, be those things. Car driver. Every kid can't be a basketball player. They just don't all have the abilities to do those but things. Not, but not. Well, okay, I'm going to disagree with you on this because not every kid wants to be all of those things. I worked in, in the community college down here in advising and counseling. We had kids coming in that needed remedial math classes remedial English classes, mm-hmm. remedial um, reading classes they couldn't read. <laughs> that's what happens when kids go college. Right. That, that's what happens. That's a, that's a government school problem. That's not a kid problem. Like right. those those kids, if they really did want to read, because there are kids that made it through those government schools. That's not, that's not the government school. That's the parents. If your kid can't read, it's your fault. It isn't the school's fault. I agree with you that parents should take a, a, a larger role in this. However, the thing that I'm forced to pay for is the government school. I'm not forced to pay the parents. So I can do that's something the thing about we can't, that. That's the problem, though. We don't go after the parents to, to take care of their kids. But you can't. I don't think it's right that you give a kid a, a grant to go to college if they can't read. I concur with you. If they can't spell, if they can't. But they do this every day. Yep. Yeah, That's I, not right. I understand your frustration. I think that, uh, again, we were talking before in the last hour about how it is that essentially the government takes people's responsibilities away from them. And it just says, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of deciding where your kids will go to school. We'll take care of all these things. And then we're surprised when parents aren't doing a good job parenting. Well, they believe that the government is going to pick up the ball for them because that's what government has essentially said. Just leave your kids with us for eight or nine hours a day and we'll take care of them for you. And on a, in addition, if a parent didn't want to leave their kids in the government schools. They could homeschool them, for instance, but they would still be forced to pay for the government schools. So there's this financial disincentive for parents to actually homeschool because it would cost them the same amount plus whatever it would cost to homeschool. So a lot of these parents are working so hard, both of them are working at, at full-time jobs just to get the bills paid, just to pay the the, uh, the property taxes and whatever other taxes they have to pay. If we didn't have such a, a government, just this huge government government to deal with if if one parent could go to work and the other parent could stay home and take care of kids i think you'd see a lot better educated kids out there but unfortunately so many parents feel like they have to uh you know they're they're forced to pay for these government schools so they might as well send their kids there and it's i think it's a, tr- a tragic mistake but i think it describes a lot of where parents are in this country your thoughts jim did we lose jim Jim yeah, in Florida? Jim's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. Let's continue and talk to Chris, also listening to WFLA. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight, Chris? Oh, well, no, I was actually calling about uh, a couple of the callers also that you've had on earlier. Uh, like Steve, who was talking about the compulsory military service. And yes. Alan, that called in afterwards, that was uh, in the military. He says he was in the Army for three years and told about, you know, a horrific situation, ended up with his friend with the uh, 
you know, the arthroscopic surgery. That was Dan. That's that was Dan, but okay. I'm sorry? No problem. It was that another was caller. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I just, uh, to me, it's, it's just a little ridiculous. I served five years in the military. You know, I, uh, I, I joined when I was 21, you know, because after, after high school, you know, I kicked around and did odd jobs and whatever until I was 21 and went to Brazil, had fun, and then I joined the military because, you know, I'm from a, you know, poor family, so, you know, can't really pay for uh, college or anything like that. And, you know, I, I did surgery for uh, five years with the military, so I, I have an outlook and a perspective that is both on the outside as a patient and on the inside, you know, taking care of people. And, you know, I understand a lot of people bag and um, they're really down on military health care. And that's just a systemic problem just because of the stuff that you've had with the, the VAs being, you know, uh, scandals going on with that and the bad treatment of vets in certain VA hospitals, like the one in Illinois. But, Why uh, do you think that happens? Well, I think it happens because, uh, I mean, uh, bureaucracy and people just don't care. I mean, they're not getting the funding that they need. I mean, the military health care, and, and I mean, I know that the military is the largest budget, you know, uh, they have the largest budget out of the entire, you know, defense spending is ridiculous, but the military is still underfunded, like, a ridiculous amount. There's only, like, uh, the two main hospitals in Portsmouth and Virginia are the only ones that have all the best equipment, all the best care. I was in Okinawa for two years, and we had outdated, I mean, not, not, not to bag on, I mean, we had great surgeons and things like that. You know, we had everything that we needed, but, I mean, you know, we didn't have the cutting-edge technology that they have in places like San Diego. We just, we just didn't have it. So, I mean, and there's not a callousness there. I mean, you know, that guy that they worked on that he passed away, you know, that's an unfortunate thing, but, you know, Surgery is brutal. You know, you're 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 literally stabbing people. You know, you're cutting them. It's a it's a controlled assault on them, and there's always going to be problems. And I guarantee you that the doctors that were taking care of him weren't looking at him as just some random 18, 19 year old kid. They were looking at him. You know, that's one of their soldiers. It's one of their friends. It's one of their kids. You know, it's a it's a very, you know. Um, Brotherly sort of society. I hear you, you know, on that one. Now, if a doctor in the uh, real world makes a mistake, they get uh, some kind of bad thing happens to them, like oh, a lawsuit no or something like that. And all that. Yeah. Right. What happens to a military doctor when something like nothing, that? What, what do you think? There's no, right. there's no so I'm not saying there's that a... these doctors don't have hearts of gold and that they're not <laughs> trying to do the very best thing, but are they disincentivized? Are they incentivized well, to well, you, you not have, care? Well, you have to be in surgery. I mean. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, there there isn't uh, that incentive and that fear that you have in the private sector, um, you know, where where they're paying uh, extra insurance for malpractice and things like that. You know, where their every case is a potential lawsuit for them. And in the military, you don't have that because you know there's no malpractice. Well, you it's not only do, just a potential lawsuit yeah. factor; it's also the fact that you want your customers to be speaking good of you uh, when they leave, yeah. so that you need more customers that way, right? Yeah, yeah that, these... that's, that's definitely true. Right. But I mean, and, and I know, think that everybody, just... everybody that I did surgery on, I mean, I have to say, 80% of the people, you know, the military, whenever you're on a base, uh, you know, that 80% of the people you knew or they were a family member of the people you know, you know. It's, uh, it's just, very collegial, you know, as, as ridiculous as the military is. I mean, like I said, I, I did get out, but, uh, yeah, there's you know, likely a reason for that. Is, <laughs> you know, there is a fraternity, um, type situation there, you know, and, um, and what you guys were saying earlier about the compulsory, uh, military, uh, service for people, I think that you guys, I think that you were looking on a good point about the teenagers, uh, nowadays being, 
so detached from reality. I mean, it's... Right, they haven't been given a chance to grow up. I thank you for your time and, and your call tonight. I've got to get to some more here. 800-259-9231. A lot of people want to comment on this. And, of course, you can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you, over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And head over to freetalklive.com and find the Adult Friend Finder banner. It's the world's largest adult social networking site and sex personals. Over 19 million members. Let them help you find that sexy someone to hook up with tonight. <laughs> Adult Friend Finder. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here uh, with your phone calls. So, by the way, I wanted to touch on one other thing that Chris was saying. He was saying he was in the military, and it, and it pretty much sucked. That's why he left. But he was defending the uh, the good folks that were working as best they could with the crap can equipment that they were given. He pointed out that the uh, the hospital, military hospital he worked at in Okinawa was absolute um, just garbage uh, in comparison to some of the other ones that, that he had been to. And so his suggestion was, well, more funding will uh, you know will solve this right. problem. The military already gets like half of the the money in the entire budget. So I'm not I'm thinking there might not be a enough money to make socialized medicine work. That's just it. I mean, the, even if you pour more money into the system, they may be able to buy a new x-ray machine, but it doesn't solve the incentive problems that we talked about before. The fact that these doctors, as much as they may care personally about the people they're working on, and from what I understand, some of them don't care, but, but you know, it if, all depends. Right. If there's some that care, then there must be some that don't, right? Yeah, and so they're all in the system there, and they're all trying to do the best they can, or in some cases, just trying to get by to get by. Uh, it's just that you're not solving the incentive problem because they don't have real customers. They they don't care. They don't have to care about customer service. If you walk away unhappy or they you know they cut your right foot off instead of your left foot, well, tough. Guess we'll have to cut the left one off too. It was free. What are you complaining about, right? <laughs> right. All right, so, uh, so and yeah, oh, what if brain, I don't want to support You needed if, brain surgery and not a vasectomy? Crap. And plus, what if I don't want to support it? You know, what if I dis- what if I say, uh, yeah, I don't like socialized medicine, so I think I'll keep the money that I earned this year and not give it to you guys in the military. Can't really do that, can you? Because they'll put you possibly in a jail cell if you, well, try, if you try to do that. What about the many, many religions out there, whether it's Quakers, the Jehovah's Witnesses, Amish, all those other, all those religions that say that they don't believe in institutionalized violence. They don't believe in the military. I mean, should they have to pay for these things? We do have Jim back. We had phone troubles with him earlier. I want to give Jim a chance to uh, get his final thoughts out we, uh, before we move on here. Jim, you're uh, back on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No, um, well, what you're saying about that, that's true of almost everything in this country as far as you were saying about, you know, there's some doctors that don't care. There's teachers that don't care. And that's yep. what, one of the things we need to do. We need to get rid of these people. My niece goes is a 10th grader in high school, and she's got three teachers this year that absolutely don't care. But you can't they do anything. They don't want to be there. They're entrenched. Exactly, they have tenure. They have tenure. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's and we need to get rid of that. But yeah. look, look at how they do it in Denmark. She's got a little friend that's over here from Denmark. And in Denmark, you can't choose to go to college there. They're going to tell you whether you're going to college or not because they give the kids aptitude tests from first grade all the way through high school to find out what their aptitude is for what they'll be best at, and they give them choices and say, listen, you're going to go to college. My wife 
was an exchange student in Denmark. I've been married for 20 years. My wife was an exchange student there. She said it was amazing, even though it's a socialist country, it was amazing how they didn't allow kids to say, oh, I'm going to college. If you can, if you have the aptitude, yeah. But if you don't have the aptitude, you're not. We're going to either put you in trade school, or maybe you won't even go to a trade school. Maybe we're, you're, you're going to be a cashier or something, because that's the only thing you have an aptitude for. Well, I don't think I like the idea more. of some centralized bureaucracy deciding for, for me where it is right. I get that to work. That doesn't sound like freedom to me, and, and I've got a real problem with it that. It is freedom, I, though, because it's... Everybody's involved in it. Freedom is socialism. I got gotcha. you. Um, now, but if I want to pay to go to college to be a ballerina, if you, know, you want to pay, oh yes, if you if you want to pay, right. it's different. If you want to pay yourself, you can go to college, but you can't go to college in Denmark. You'll have to go somewhere else and pay for it because they're not going to block up the schools with people who aren't going to learn. Look at in the United States. Let me tell you, if Less I'm paying, I'm going to learn. Less 50% graduate from college here. Less than 50% graduate. I, sure. I thank you, Jim, for the call tonight. I, I appreciate the problem it. That he's pointing, take care. Thank, thank you. you, sir. I see the problem that he's pointing out. I just don't think that there's going to be – there's not a government solution for a government school just problem. It. The problem I – I agree with him with the problem that, that, that we have these bad teachers and they've got tenure and they're untouchable and is – it's easy to say, well, that's what we need to change. But you can't go in, and just from my experience in watching these teachers' unions work, you can't go in there and mess with their deal. Nope. Those teachers' unions are the most powerful political uh, influence groups out there, and they will do they will do everything they can, throw up every roadblock they can throw to up in your way. protect every crappy teacher that, that that's te- you know educating your children. They don't care. Their job is to protect the employee, um, and you know it's not to educate children. The way this is going to change. In my opinion, is not going to be. It's not going to be through the normal channels of going to this uh, the school board meetings and begging for them to do something about the bad teachers, or better yet, running for school board yourself and j- jumping into the system to try to change it. I think the only thing that's going to change this awful government school paradigm that we have is for parents who finally had enough to make a stand and say, "Okay, not paying anymore." And then what are they going to do? Well, then they're going to try to steal some people's houses. We understand how the process works. If you don't pay for the government's system, they come after you with violence and threaten your family. But the point here is that the founding fathers put a few things on the line, too, right? They put their lives and their fortunes and their sacred honor and their property and their families. They had families, too, the founding fathers. They put it all on the line so they could live more free. So if what you want, I think, is to change the situation with these government schools, I believe that's the most powerful, effective, uh, fast manner, the quickest manner to get that to happen. Otherwise, you're going to be running forever. It's going to be two, four, six, ten, twenty-five years before you get enough people in to take over the school board to try to change that. But even if you take over the school board, that probably won't even mean you can change everything because there's they probably serve at the pleasure of the state, and the the, the teachers unions are affecting the state government. Right. If so, I were to get if if if, if I, we were to get uh, five of me on the school board in my local town, and we were to say, you know, even three, and and outvote the other two. This is it. We're Stopping all funding that um, you know that goes to any institution uh, here that uh, doesn't serve everyone in the community, and by that I mean the school because it only serves the people who have, have children kids. in the school. Yeah. Right, in have the kids. There's plenty of kids yeah. in my town that are homeschooled, but those parents still have to pay to send somebody else's brat to school because they they, they were in the majority. But this what would happen if you did kid. that? If you did that, then the state would take the town's charter. 
and right. then they'd come in and start running things. So you can't even do that. You can't. You'd be facing charges level. as a selectman. You'd be you, facing absolutely. <laughs> you're not uh, obeying what the dictates of the state. You right. have to so provide you have a to mandatory run, education. You have to. You have to get a majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, uh, and uh, a super majority. Because if you don't get the governorship or the governor, uh, you know the Supreme Court turns these things around. You have to change the entire governmental system in order to it's get crazy. rid of this, uh, you know, public school. Disaster Whereas that we have. if you had 20 families who are willing to say, no, we're not paying for this anymore. We're not sending our kids to your schools, nor are we paying for them anymore. What are you going to do about it? Well, 20 families maybe in the same town might have some effect. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't predict that. But it might very well have if, no effect at all. Well, if people stand up and say they've had enough, then it will encourage other people to do that as well. The problem is nobody wants to be first. because everyone's scared about what might be done to them. Everyone is frightened to death of the governments that are surrounding them. State, local, federal, they're scared, S-less, of doing anything about it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. Talk live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want. Toll free number 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. So enjoy those, including the updates. You get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this seminar, sem, summer excuse me, in locations across the country. Participation is free and the IHS covers meals and housing. Uh, the seminars are for those simply curious about libertarian philosophy, to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and relevant um, lectures relevant to each career path. Uh, two of the uh, new ones this year are moral fa- the moral foundations of capitalism and scholarship in a free society. You know, Mark, not only do you get uh, your room and your food paid for at these seminars, you do have to be co- of college age to attend these things. But not only do you get that, uh, we were talking with Dan from New Jersey last night, and he was just raving about the one he went to down in, uh, I think it was Atlanta at Emory University for one of the spring seminars that they had. And he added to, uh, later, he called back after, uh, off the air, he called back to say he walked out of there with a stack of books. So they sent him home with just a, not only did he get all kinds of great information in the five days that he was there, but he got a stack of just free books, including, mm. including the market for liberty. So all kinds of uh, goodies. I guess. Handed out. Good stuff. LibertarianSeminars.com. That's right. We continue with your calls. Mark is listening to WFLA in Florida. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Mark? Hello. You are on the air, sir. Yes, thank you for having me on, gentlemen. Yes, first sir. time listening to you and first time calling. Uh, I'd like to debate a lot of things with you. Hopefully you don't cut me off because I'm going to give you an antithetical viewpoint as you did your prior callers. That's but. all right. We like people that disagree. Go ahead, sir. Uh, one of the first things I want to see, uh, you guys believe that uh, military is on a voluntary status? Well, is that a question? Do we believe it is on a voluntary status? Well, yeah, I would like to know your viewpoint on it. Hold on. I'm confused. Do we believe that it is voluntary? It's voluntary whether or not you go in. 
Okay. Um, Was I'm that your question? That. I'm going to disagree with that on a philosophical level and the fact that the majority of individuals that enlist into the military are on a lower socioeconomic status. Okay. So where their options are few and far between. They come from remote areas in the country. And when they go to enlist, their ASVAB scores are so low that they usually have to test again. They're usually below 30s. And uh, your military branches, such as the Air Force and Coast Guard, are usually where your most astute uh, servicemen go to. And unfortunately, the people who can't score high usually go into the Army or into the Marines. And uh, it got so bad about three years ago that they were having to waive people to get in that had tattoos on their face, on their back everything that they wouldn't allow because they just couldn't meet their quota. Sure, they've been now lowering the, the standards for quite a while. Yeah, There's no not doubt. just tattoos now, on their face, a bunch of dum-dums, too. The economy has tanked. They don't have a problem meeting their quota now because people are so desperate that they're going into the military. So it's not really volunteering. It's the fact that they don't have any other course to go to. There's no other Yeah, ground. that's not... I mean, I see where you're coming from, but you're wrong. I mean, that's not. That's still volunteering. <laughs> if you could choose to work at McDonald's or work in the military... You'll make you choose, more money at McDonald's, by the they way. They don't have that choice, though. There's no McDonald's out there in what? rural area of Kentucky or in Missouri or uh, Virginia. They could choose in, to in move somewhere the else. They could choose range. to pick up, and they could choose See, to get a Greyhound ticket. The, you're working under the paradigm that people live paycheck to paycheck, and that's a choice, Everybody too. Everybody does. Look at the... No, not me. No, it is not, that is not so. Just because you spend so. all of your damn money doesn't mean that everybody has to do it. The average American has 10000 I don't care about the average American. The average American's the an Emrod. That means everybody as an average American has ten thousand dollars in debt. They don't. But they chose that. The average American is a nimrod. Now what? Far beyond their means. That's the reason why this economy is tanked. That everybody's flipping out. That was their choice. The average American has the choice as to whether they want to live beyond their means or not. They chose to not save their money. Look, you got to compete with the Joneses. You got to have this TV. No, you don't. You do not. (laughs) I don't know why you. I mean, do you believe what you're saying? Apparently, this guy's on a racetrack. He's like one of these little race cars, and he. Has to go the, he has to go the way that the racetrack goes. We have to consume, consume, consume. If we don't consume, we go into recession. It's the reason why George Bush got there and said, look, don't let the terrorists win. Go out there and shop. Ladies, go get your uh, husband's credit cards. What political no. philosophy do you consider yourself? I'm sorry? I, I thought you guys cut me off. So it got really quiet. What political philosophy do you consider yourself? Uh, I voted in 96 for uh, Robert Dole. I didn't vote in 2000 because I didn't know either candidate. 2004, I voted for Bush. By 06, after going to college and seeing the results George Bush came out with and the fact that a lot of things turned out to probably be not so true that he stated, um, I kind of went more liberal. Um, I'm still somewhat conservative, but probably far more liberal than what I ever used to be. And so you come from these conservative roots, but you believe that people don't have choices. I mean, I I would think that most they do have choices, but they just don't have options. And when their options are do slim have to choices. none, they Isn't only choices, have aren't choices and <laughs> options synonymous? I'm sorry. I mean, you sound I'm, you you do sound like somebody who's kind of like lost in the in the sea of uh, confusion because you're using terms that are synonymous. It's like you uh, yes, if, you don't, if they if don't, don't have, have options, options, then they don't have choices. What are your choices? What? If you don't have options, then what are your choices? Um, then you if, don't if have choices if you don't have options. But if you boxed yourself in, then you do. Then then and you you have to live with your circumstances. You know, I mean, that's just the way the world is. I'm going to college now, and I wasn't able to go to college unless the government paid for it with grants. 
And I'm learning that it costs far too much money. And people who are dentists, which is what I want to become, come from dentists. A lot of people are not able to break their ranks. Wealth is inherited. And in order to get into a good college or college at all, you have to have the money. You cannot support yourself going to work. The you reason for that, family. yes, I so hear you. The reason that you can't option. get into college right now. Um, no, I, I, I'm in college. I graduated the reason, the reason that people can't get into college. Please, congratulations. I understand you're in college. Now, listen, the reason that it's expensive to get into college is because the government has gotten involved and bloated these institutions up with cash. If the government wasn't involved, then they would have to compete in the marketplace for people's real dollars, not people's tax dollars. You do understand that people go to prison for not paying taxes, right? I understand that people in prison, for us to support them, is about as much as going to Harvard for a year. We put people in prison and pay about $58,000, put them on death row. When you go to Harvard for probably about ninety thousand and other colleges, it depends on the state. Some states it's more than sixty thousand dollars. In some states, in some states it's more to send somebody to prison. And so, do you propose that? Do you think that's a good idea to send people to prison if they don't give you money? No, I don't. If you look at where the prisons are, the prisons are in rural systems in rural areas of the country, so that they can be supported by people. Great. So colleges should compete in the marketplace for people's money. That get in prison, they send them upstate. They don't keep them in the city. Right. And then Prisons are staffed by dum-dums. I get you. I got, I got where you're coming area. from. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to go somewhere with this one, and now you're okay. giving a symposium on prisons. Um, so you think that colleges should be funded voluntarily and that gr- grants should be done away with. Is that what you're saying? Uh, government grants be done away with. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. I, I believe that. So how many people for... are you willing to put in prison in order to send yourself to college? <laughs> That's like, have you stopped beating your wife yet question. That's not well, a fair have question. have you? That's not a fair question. If yes, I it is. It is a fair question. You want to see people go to prison if they don't pay for your college. I'm asking you how many you want to see go. He can't wife. hear you when he's talking. I, I know he can't. You want to send people to prison that don't no, want to pay for your college. Oh, he doesn't. Do he said he doesn't. Where are you getting that from? I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> you said that you think that the government should pay for college, right? I believe that the government should help. Yeah, if you're talking about freedom, help, you have help, the help is such a nice wait you a second. You just please, ask me a question. Can I answer? No, yes or no is it was a yes or no question. You think how do you think the government comes up Why with the money to help? In? It's not a dichotomy. If you want me to answer, I have to be able to elaborate to explain my position. How much? Uh, excuse me, the government. <laughs> you've got me all all flustered. Okay, where do you think the well, money comes from? Where do you think the money comes the from? Money the money comes from working Americans. Okay. Do, who actually do, do you work. own the labor of those people? I don't believe anybody should own the labor of anyone. That'd be then how can you take their money? I'm not taking their money. Right. I'm not you're just willing to. You're just willing to say that you should take their money. I understand that a man with a gun is out there to enforce that. Now, I don't believe the rich should have the ability to basically sit back and do no work and let their money work for them when they're actually enslaving the population beneath them, the poor who do all the work. I think enslavement should be stopped of rich people and poor people. I'm against slavery for everyone. Thank you, sir, for the call. 800-259-9231. The problem is he doesn't realize he's in favor of slavery. Yep. And we'll try to lay it out here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. And sneak your calls in about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Live, you can bring up whatever you want. Not going to give you the number because the lines are loaded. We'll do our best to sneak your call in here. And in these remaining moments of the Saturday edition of the show, it's Ian here with you. 
and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, learn how to promote the show and help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of things you can do to help Free Talk Live get out there even more than we currently are. Promote.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Let's start with Darren listening to WFLA in Florida. Darren, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I was going to talk about basically uh, corruption in the government, but first I wanted to clear up something. That guy who was talking about Denmark, I'm not sure what he was trying to say because it sounded like he was engaging in doublethink or something. He didn't really seem to have a point, but I'm just saying I've been there, and it's not like you, you take these tests and you can't go to college. I mean, the people there, they pretty much do what they want to do. So, I mean, you can't really always you can't always travel to countries, but then again, you can't always believe everything people tell you about them. Oh, there's no so doubt. Wrong, I mean, huh? It's an open phone show. We uh, we take people's word for it, and then right. people will call in to correct what they've said, and we'll take your word for it just like right. we took Right, if Denmark his. was doing so great, where are the Denmarkian cars that they produce? <laughs> you know, like, where, where's the Denmark, uh, you know, space program or whatever? I mean, how come they're not out in space? Don't you know, they make whatever. Legos in Denmark? I don't know what they make. Yeah, the Legos originated in Denmark, but they got bought out a while ago. Well, it was but, um, something. I'm, tr- I'm trying here, okay? Legos, there you go. Yeah. There's a little more to it than that, but I mean, back to the point. There's a, I just I just find it amazing how people are are still trusting the government after you know all the lies and all the things that they've done to to their own people. Isn't it amazing? I think it's uh, I think they believe that if they were just in control, they could make the government work, and if they could just get their people elected, that government would become good and government would become worthwhile and government would would be just wonderful. Then we would have a, a renaissance of the state and uh, everything would work out just the way they intended it to, as though. They, as though they believe that they can wield force appropriately, that they can uh, can wield force over their neighbors and and make make that work. And when when we've shown so many times that force has unintended consequences, and beyond that, it's just wrong to aggress against our neighbors. Daniel, uh, thank you for the call, by the way. I really appreciate it, Darren. We got to continue here. John is in New Hampshire, listening to WGIN. Hello, John. John, John, hey, out in the seacoast. Hello there. Yes, I am. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? I'm on. I'm on my cell phone, so it's a little bit of a delay. Go for it. Hey, look, guys. I can only see two different ways of pulling our country back from the abyss that we're looking at, and one is we either have to take back our education system, or we have to do like our revolutionaries did in 1776 and take back our country. Well, one or the other. What about uh, you want? What about just voting? Uh, you know, just deciding that New Hampshire is going to secede. Yeah. How about that? Well, sure. Why not? I mean, they're, 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 they're looking about taking away our guns, and actually there's a, a House resolution right now to start a, uh, a government program against our own citizens right here in the state of New Hampshire, against Posse Comitatus. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I'm familiar with this one. What, what is this? Well, actually, I don't have the bill on me in front of me. That's not exactly what I was going to talk about. I was actually wanting to talk about uh, pulling our education system back. Let me give you my situation. I have three boys. My youngest is 22. My oldest is 29. They went through the public education system, and it literally is an, indoctr- an indoctrination system. Yes, it is. I mean, it, and you know, it, it, specifically in the high school years, uh, the boys would be given assignments to talk about uh, their feelings or whatever, and they'd turn in a paper. And yet, it seemed like every single time they would get a bad grade, it was because of the content and not the structure. Yeah. I mean, I taught my children, if you're going to write something, write the way you speak. And if you speak well, then you write well. And they would produce these papers that were 
English flawless. And it was their opinions that were more marked against than anything else. Sounds pretty. Our public education system in this country is an indoctrination system. There's no doubt and about it, and there's that's no doubt about it. That's one of the reasons why I think that a uh, revolt is necessary in in order to change it. That uh, we need, just need to stop putting up with it and basically tell these people, look, uh, we don't want to support this indoctrination system anymore. Uh, if you can go ahead and get people to voluntarily support your indoctrination system, then by all means, go ahead and try to run that uh, you know behemoth of a government school system on voluntary contributions and and people paying for it out of their own pocket, out of their own volition. I, for one, don't want anything to do with it. I, I, I would like to take the $2,500 uh, per year that I pay to support these awful government schools up here in New Hampshire, and I would like to give that money back to my tenants. I have a duplex up here. We, uh, we do the show out of Keene, and uh, I have tenants that, honestly, they had trouble paying the rent back in December because they're the kind of people that live paycheck to paycheck. I would like to give them 200 bucks a month back in, uh, in rent, give them that $2,400 back, and uh, allow them to decide what to do with it. Allow them to to choose how to educate their daughter. But no, I'm forced by the threat of violence against my loved ones, by the the state coming in and stealing my home from me. I'm forced to pay for these awful government schools that I have an, an inherent disagreement with. Isn't it awful? In in Dover right now, we're spending over eleven thousand dollars per to put them through this indoctrination system. It's crazy. And yet, right down the street, you can go out for less than six thousand dollars in a private school system and get twice the education. And the problem that the problem that I have is that nobody understands this. It's it's like you know something if you don't see the money coming out of your wallet, then it it doesn't matter to you. you it know, doesn't matter to you. Uh, you look you know, I, our school systems are more daycare centers. John, you know, just put uh, the I, kid in there John, there's a uh, there's a talk show here locally where I I called in and I explained to the uh, the the gal who's an elected official there that runs the show um, that we in fact have you know we pay fifteen thousand dollars to educate a student in the the local uh, government school and there's a private school that's right here in the area where they educate kids for fifteen hundred dollars a year. Um, and there's many of them that will do it for just half of what they educate a kid for in public school. And, you know, she went and checked, uh, checked up uh, all on it, and once she couldn't disprove what I said, she's just like, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do. Like, this right. woman is a politician, could do something about it, and she, she just, yeah, well, this is that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's why we need to do something about it and stop playing along with this nonsense. Hey, John, thanks for the call. Appreciate your, uh, your thoughts. You. Uh, in complete agreement. All right, we continue here and talk to Blaine, listening to KGEZ in Montana. Blaine, you're on Free Talk Live. Blaine dropped. Blaine is gone. Let's try instead. Uh, go to the Ukraine, where Eric is on the line. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Ukraine. Eric in the Ukraine. Hi. Ukraine. In Ukraine. Hi. Okay. Can you hear me? Hey, Eric, Hi, what's you on your mind, doing? dude? Well, um, I had something else about freedom uh, in America compared to uh, to Kiev here, Ukraine. But you guys were talking about teaching, and I'm a teacher over here in uh, Kiev. And um, I have uh, – what's really funny, you guys talk about is teaching, so that's what I want to switch my focus on that. You Um, should do it because we're running out of time. I've been teaching this uh, school for two years, and um, the other day I gave uh, my teacher, Alex Jones, Tara Storm – she copied every word, and she had me copy it, and she paid me to copy it because we can't find the transcript. So you're talking you know, about a movie. It's a it's an internet movie yeah. available uh-huh. about yeah. uh, terrorism Terrorist from the one, state, yeah. basically. But, but she says it's all true. She's been studying. She's like 60 years old. She she's running the school. She's been teaching this 
for years and years and years, but they never let her teach her before because she was in the you know Soviet uh, time, and now she's like so excited to hear all of this, and she says we need to teach our kids this information. All these people dying, they don't teach it in schools anymore. And she said, they don't teach this in schools there anymore. And it just goes so much more beyond what I'm saying. But One of the things that you're you're pointing out here, the movie that you're talking about points out in in several instances how governments across time have essentially manufactured terrorism to whip up the populace and to manipulate them. And that's what you're saying she says is true. And God... Really, you know, you want to know, you want to know freedom. You don't know freedom until you lived in the Czech Republic. I bet you're yeah. right about that, Eric. Thank you for the call. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Jonathan in Texas. Jonathan, you're on Free Talk Live. Just real quick, just real quick. Uh, I'm just calling about AIG and their uh, bonuses. It's been all over the news. Everybody knows about it at this point. But um, you know, I'm just wanting to po- just to point out. You know, everybody works uh, 40 plus hours a week, maybe a little bit less, and uh, you know for for maybe seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, and these people get million dollar bonuses. And all I want to do is let everybody know that you know you better go to bed early tonight and work hard and long tomorrow because they need fuel for their yachts. They need there fuel you for go. their debt. They will get cheap. it. Thank you for the call tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's yep. they will get it. It's it's a real shame how uh, you know regular working class Americans are bailing out the rich people. It's just sick. Even if you don't pay, even if you don't pay federal taxes, they'll still get the fuel for their boats. Oh sure, they're they're, they're printing the money. Right, because when they print the money, as long as we're all using their dollars, then whenever they print that money out, it steals the value from the dollars that you have. So you could go for ten years and not pay taxes to the federal government. As long as they keep printing money and inflating the money supply, you're still paying. It's the most insidious form of taxation out there. And most people, they don't even know what inflation means. They nope. think it means prices going up. That's not what inflation is. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. That is what the Federal Reserve, part of what the Federal Reserve does. We're out of time. But Ian here with you. And Mark. Back Monday night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Enjoy your weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.